Welcome to episode nine of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. I'm Danny Lacey, and right now I'm going through the pains of growing a business from the ground up. As CEO and founder of a video marketing company, I have the responsibility and the accountability of having employed over 25 staff, servicing over 150 clients, generating revenue of over £2 million, and dealing with all that stress and all that anxiety of growing a business, including times where we almost lost everything. Plenty of war wounds. This is the Diary of an Entrepreneur. Now, in this episode, titled Team Formation, Collaboration, and Dealing with the Mental Health During Difficult Times, I'll be talking about my team formation and the football manager analogy. All right, bear with me. It's not about a top-down org chart at Stardom Media. We're all on the same playing field. It's a team effort all round, and it's how I grow the team and business. I'll be delving deeper into that shortly. Uh, collaboration is key to growing any business, and I talk about how our team collaborate right now, the effect it has on our business, and my vision for the future, where the team own a little more of the running of the business. And I also talk about the importance of men mental awareness with the team and the clients for that matter. So let's get started with the diary of an entrepreneur. As ever, we start with a little look back at how the business is doing at the minute, looking at uh, the major news in the business over the last week or so. Now, this is the first recording after Christmas. It's January 2021. Uh, it's the start of a new year as I record this, and we've moved into our final quarter of our financial year. Our years are April to March, uh, which means we are planning, we're strategizing to make sure that we hit all of our milestones for growth in this quarter and indeed for the whole year. So it's quite a big uh, three months for the business. Now we're currently recruiting as well for a new position within the business. Uh, we're looking for a client operations executive, which is a, a more of a hybrid position really at this moment in time, as we look for someone who can help support our customer service efforts, as well as improve our administration, operational efforts. It's one of the key areas that we need to bolster, uh, to bolster our capacity as we grow. And it's really weird because I'm interviewing on Teams video, so I've not met any of the candidates and it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. I can't get used to not being in a room while I'm interviewing. It's strange, but uh, it's we're getting by. It's, it's working. It's, it's having an effect. Uh, we're also spending a lot of time making sure our customer service and project management systems and processes are the best they can be. Uh, we're right under the spotlight with that at the minute. And we've highlighted some areas for development and improvement. And this is being actioned in the next uh, few weeks and months. As uh, So yes, yeah, so there's all that going on, as well as catching up on all of the post-Christmas break bits and pieces, because we were off during Christmas and New Year, which means the team are busy catching up on a whole lot of emails and projects to be finishing off and, and tons and tons of other stuff. But it's all good. Very busy at the minute. Right, uh, back to this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. And uh, part one, it's all about the team formation, uh, a, a deep dive into how my little mind works uh, right now. So I'm kind of hanging out my, not dirty laundry, but I'm uh, opening up the, the Danny Lacey business mind book. Now, listen, I'm not a fan of the traditional corporate org chart where you have the big wig at the top and then all their minions dangling underneath them in rows and rows of lines and authority and protocol and all that jazz. Um, with lots of level of management and and the subsequent red tape disaster that often happens in org charts. So I've decided 
a long time ago to flatten, squash the traditional org chart and replace with a more collaborative system based on football for my own internal purposes. Um, Now, I've been a lover of football all my life. I've played it at a young age, uh, supported it for most of my life. And indeed, one of my career ambitions is to eventually own a football team. That seems a long way off at the moment. I'd struggle to buy a Sunday league team at the moment, but um, but that's the, the big goal. I've been a huge fan of football manager games. I used to play those lots. Uh, and so I was kind of getting with the data that goes on in, in football manager games and, 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 and absolutely loved it. I was obsessed with football manager games at one point. Don't have the time, unfortunately, these days. Uh, anyway, listen, I digress. So my business is structured just like a football team. This is how I plan, strategize and, and build the business, the team. The entire team are playing the same game when you look at it, all right? We're all on the same football pitch. We wear the same team colours and we all have the same goal, to take the business to that next level, all right? We have a goalkeeper, which is me at the minute, by the way. I'm a player manager right now. So the metaphor here is I'm the last line of defence in the business. The book stops with me and the team's role in front of me is to stop that ball getting anywhere near me. And my role and my job is to find the right kind of talent that can do that effectively uh, to help us grow. Okay, are you following? Um, Then we have the defensive line, which is account and project managers, sales, uh, business development, et cetera, et cetera. The midfield is made up of marketing, head of production, Uh, more of a creative slant in this area. And then there's the attackers, the ones responsible for creating content that will score many goals for the business and direct eyeballs to what our business is producing. And more importantly, keep the fans in brackets, the clients happy and cheering our name out loud and being an advocate for our business. And, um, and just supporting us as well along the way. The substitutes bench is made of our extended family, so freelancers that help us out with uh, various specialist skills and so on. So basically, no matter who you are, what role you play in the business and what you contribute, we are a team. We're all on the same pitch, a level playing pitch, right? It's not at an angle and it's not a building top down. It's a flat playing pitch and we're all playing the same game. And that team all know their roles within this game of football, the things they need to do to enable us to win and keep the crowds happy. All right. Is it all making sense? Hopefully. Hopefully it is. Um, So my job is to work with each individual and remind them of just how important their part in the team is and to remind, develop and nurture their skills to get the best out of them. And then... I need to make sure the individuals can all work together as a team. So it's all right finding the right kind of talent. And this is this is a recruitment thing. And, you know, we'll all go through this, but you'll find the right kind of talent and they've got all the skills you need, but their personality clashes with the rest of the team. And it just means that they're not going to be able to get on and it's going to cause friction and office politics, which could be disaster. It could be rot for the business. So my role, the role of a business owner is is to see that and sometimes you have to compromise on certain things to, to get the right fit for the team. And that way, the whole team work better as a unit. And so having that football or team mindset uh, while you're growing and developing the business, I think certainly for me and the way my brain works, it definitely helps um, with my um, with my jobs. Um, 
So making sure the team can work together as a, a as a team. So this metaphor works a treat and it's so true. There will be many more metaphors out there. Uh, and this one really does help me develop the individual's and indeed the team. I've also found it useful for explaining my vision and my goals and impact every single member of the team can have on our results with the team. And the team might think, think it's crazy. They're probably sick of hearing me talk about football analogies and team formations, but at least they understand the principles and the reasons. And it's clearer. I'm painting a picture. I'm telling a story. It's not so much corporate speak, which most, most people fall asleep on when you start talking about organizational charts and who you're accountable to and line managements and things. all this other nonsense that comes with that corporate speak. This is a more storytelling way of getting across how I want the business to grow. And it's a principle that I'm working on and work in and will continue to work with as I develop my own um, business insight and career. So think about it for a minute. All right. Um, Business is a team sport. Of course it is. All right. And we all have a very important role to play. There are similar personalities in business, just like in football. Every business has a David Beckham, a Lionel Messi, a Gary Lineker, a Paul Gascoigne, and so on. Every business has those big personalities that could potentially disrupt a team, but their talent is moving the needle for the business. You just need to know how to get them to work with the team and as part of a team. Just like modern day football managers, uh, they have data on their players more now than ever before because of the technology that's available. Uh, So they've got data on their players uh, and team performance And I have something very similar in in my team formation. So I have scores, I have measurables for each team member and measurables for the business, so collectively as a team. So that might be performance-related metrics during appraisals, it might be revenue, it might be customer feedback, and so on and so forth. All of those uh, need to be relevant to a particular person. And then I can quickly, at a glance, see what and who is working in the team and what isn't. Now, there are times that we have to move people to different positions on the pitch, even just temporarily because of an increase in workload, sickness, uh, somebody leaving the business, whatever the situation. There are going to be there are going to be times where people just need to play slightly out of position to enable us to stay together as a single team unit. So, that's the analogy. All right. Now, I'm also a football manager minder. Uh, Sorry, I'm also football manager minded when it comes to recruitment, always keeping an eye out for potential talent that would fit in well with our team uh, and our team formation. The transfer market, um, you might say, plays a part in how I recruit. And just like football, it's important that each member of the team look after their bodies and their mind. All right. It astounds me that sport, football seems to be the other sport, seems to be the only thing where body and mind and your physical um, well-being and uh, f- your physical appearance, not appearance, sorry, your physical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your health is really, really important. And I think it's just as important in just business. You know, you, you need to be fit and healthy to be able to perform at your best, both physically and in your mind. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing as, as much as I can in the coming months and years to encourage and help with as much of this as we can in our business as possible, healthy body, healthy mind, as they say. And I don't know what that's going to look like. We can't certainly enforce anything. We can't force people to not eat certain things or exercise X amount of days like you can in sport because it's in the contract. 
but we can encourage, we can help people do things that make them feel better, get healthier and, and again, get the healthy and give them that healthier mindset as well. Um, so it's something that I think plays a really, really important part and is often, often overlooked. Right. Part two, celebrate collaboration and let ideas in. So one of the hardest things for an entrepreneur is to let go and allow people in. And I've been here in the early days and it was really difficult. And what I mean by this is when it's just us in the early stages, so you doing all the work, working on your own, coming up with all the ideas, taking all the risk, the business becomes our baby. It's our thing. It's our possession. Business owners can become very single-minded and possessive over their baby and letting go and allowing other people in to your world is one of the toughest things to do, especially when they are going to influence certain things and change certain things. And all you want is for it to run as you want it to run. Um, however, the moment I really started to see my business take off and grow was exactly when I did just that. I let people in. I gave people an opportunity and I trusted others with what was a massive part of my world. And that isn't an easy task to undertake, but it's something that you have to do. If you are going to grow a business, you need people. You also need to understand that nobody will ever be as dedicated and enthusiastic towards the business than you are ever. The minute you can come to terms with this and manage your own expectations, that's the minute you can start the next phase of growth and truly take your business to the next level. Collaboration. Surround yourself with people more talented than you are. Remove pride, remove the ego, and doing this will catapult the business forward. And I've seen this firsthand many times throughout my professional life. Going back to my football analogy from a little bit earlier, business is a team sport. Your job is to find the best talent and to get the whole team working together towards one big picture goal. It's like being the director of a movie choosing another analogy for a second. This is a great example of the power of collaboration from the person who had the idea, the scriptwriter, the producers, the financiers, the crew, the actors, the editors, the distributors, and so on, all have one thing in mind, to create the best possible cinema experience for their customers. This is a team sport. It's a collaborative thing. It doesn't matter if it's the receptionist, the electrician, the accountant, the account executive, a member of the board or the customer themselves. Some of the best ideas and changes and development thoughts come from the, the most unexpected of places sometimes. And you really don't want to be the firewall blocking any of that innovation or any of that development. Now, I've learned so much about myself, my business, my clients and my team through collaboration. I think it's an essential part to give your team the power to express themselves, to show and be allowed to show an interest beyond their job title, to make them feel like they're a part of something special, like seriously, a part of something and not just clocking in, clocking out and following orders. Which brings me to part three, mental health of your team and clients. So mental health, no longer a taboo subject, thankfully. Most of us are comfortable talking about ours and other sta others' state of mind. It's a hot topic of conversation. Uh, people are talking about it 
over the water cooler these days. It's it, it's it's not like I say, it's not that taboo subject anymore. People are more open about talking, especially blokes, especially males. You know, we we used to be terrible at this sort of thing, but now we're definitely getting in touch with our emotional side. And we're opening up a little bit more, which is good. This is where uh, you come in as the head of the business. You need to develop your skills in the art of looking after people, making them feel appreciated, making them feel a part of something, giving them opportunities to grow, giving them tools and resources to help improve and maintain lifestyle. And I'm talking personal and career. Yes, you pay them a wage. They're expected to do a job, but that doesn't mean that they're slaves to the system. They're robots or just a number on a spreadsheet. They're people with personalities, with emotions, ambitions and desires. And if you can connect in some way at an emotional level with empathy, sympathy and a genuine care for their well-being, well, you may very well find that attitudes change towards you, your business and the bigger picture goals that you that um, you have for the future and in a very positive kind of way it's connecting with your team on a whole new level look listen i'm not perfect at this right now uh, in any way however i am self aware enough to know that this is something that needs more of my attention you spend a significant amount of time each day, each week, each month, each year with your work colleagues. They quickly become friends and family. That's just a natural progression in, in any circumstance where you spend a lot of time with someone or a group of people. And why not? You know, we, we kind of, that's a taboo subject in itself. You know, we dismiss that. It's that whole must keep work and life separate why? Work is life. Life is work and it, they're both mix, mix and match and you find your best friends through, through work and stuff. So th there's a crossover in there. There's no, it's, it's, they, it, they do cross. It's not completely separate. And it's, it amazes me how many people keep them completely separate. You know, I'm not saying that you should work 24 seven, but at the same time, you know, you need to, it needs to blend in with your lifestyle, your life. Um, through work. So, you know, hugely important. Now, listen, I'm all for friends and family, the friends and family vibe, but that doesn't mean that there won't be any fallouts, disagreements, and indeed separations. That's life also. And this happens in business. It's just a part and parcel of the whole business journey. At a much higher level, you have to be empathetic and caring to all scenarios. So people argue and fall out. You need to be the negotiator. People cry laugh and worry, and you need to be the friendly counsellor. People can be incredibly ambitious beyond your own vision and goals. You need to be the career facilitator. Why fight it? It's important to create a stable and caring environment from which your team can work from, knowing that they are protected, that they're loved and appreciated. You heard me, I said the word love. Now, it sounds as cheesy as hell, but I'm only saying what most of you are already or most of you already know deep down, I'm a heart on my sleeves kind of guy. And so I might get a little carried away with the emotional side of things, but it just means I care. It doesn't mean I'm weak or incapable of growing a business. In fact, quite the opposite. The same goes for your clients. It's not a them versus us thing. It's the cycle of business life. We provide clients with a service to help them grow their business. They trust in us and transact with us which in turn helps us grow our business and our people. And there you go. My philosophies for one episode. I hope that all made sense. I hope there was a few takeaways you can get from that. 
there's some interesting little insights in there so that I've not really generally shared previously really but you know there's a method in running a business in doing most things whether it's projects or DIY jobs or whatever it is and I'm very I've got an organized data-driven mindset it's the way I do things very analytical and so my analogy of football and the collaboration and the mental health thing is all how all part of my operating system, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it's the way you should do it. I'm not saying it's the way it should be done. It's maybe a little bit unorthodox in part, maybe a little bit unusual, but it gets me through and it helps me grow. And, and we're not doing a bad job so far. Um, and it's just keeping me focused as well. And um, it, it, it paints a picture in my head and makes it easier for my brain to understand. And I'm, I've never been from that corporate background anyway. It's... I like to come things at a slightly different angle. And so hopefully you've got something from this episode that helps you with what you're doing and might open your eyes to a few things or potentially close your eyes to a few things. I don't know. So the lessons we learned on this. So managing and developing a team to help you grow a business can be quite a complex thing and you can get quite granular with it, as granular as you want, depending on your style of management. I'm all about the finer details, the data, the performance and the team formation. I think it's essential. Letting go, allowing people in and collaborating as soon as you possibly can will be the catalyst for growth. It will also be a fantastic foundation from which your company culture can grow and indeed thrive. And mental health is very important. It's our job as business owners to care more, appreciate more, observe more, and to play our part in helping people achieve their own goals um, in their professional and indeed their personal lives. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress again, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great job done. You can follow the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, then uh, do drop me an email. My direct email address, my daily email address, the address I use all the time, day in, day out, is Danny. Lacey at stardermedia.co.uk. Danny Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y at starder, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. Thanks again for listening and join me on the next episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur.